Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we've just got some random feedback. We've, we've got a lot of feedback that has just been built up and things need to be talked about. So here we are to talk about it. All that and more is that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Well, let's dive in, man. Let's dive right in and get some of these uh random feedbacks yeah. uh, you no know. pleasantries i no don't pleasantries. care how you've I been i don't i i feel like we've talked recently we <laughs> yeah. it's that whole like recording these at the same time yeah kind when, of you, thing when you stack two next to each other it's like we we could have that fake conversation which we often do uh where we're, we're like how you doing man <laughs> it's been real to me every time no, it's the thing it's it's, it's kind of funny because we do it all the time we're like we just had a conversation then we start the new one and we're like hey how you doing man and then we always have something else to say because <laughs> it's very rarely the yeah. same thing. So it's kind of funny. And it's never like, we never like plan it or fake it. it just kind of stuff comes up. Um, but yeah, um, I guess that was our Pledge of the Trees. <laughs> there it was. Yeah, we forced it. Well, yeah, we forced it. We made it happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go us. We're good at forcing it. <laughs> All right. So first up in our random feedback of just a bucket of nonsense like go i'm gonna go ahead and say it spoiler alert for literally everything anything and everything because yeah good idea it, this is a grab bag you grab guys bag, junk drawer here we go so andre sparks one of our patrons says hey hey guys and gals mm-hmm. you were asking about my theory about super scrolls and it's all connected to captain marvel fury and shield Mm-hmm. Way back in Captain Marvel, we thought the Skrulls would be bad, quote-unquote, because that is what they are in comics, but Feige switched it up on us. However, they made the point to say that there were many factions across the galaxy, and Talos, along with others, have gotten their hands dirty over the years. This means there is a faction that is bad, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. <laughs> Next, they, they see how Carol got her powers from the memories, and they see how powerful she is, so they want that for themselves. The last few lines from Fury in the trailer are really what sparked the idea. Fury says he's the one who has to stop them. That's because he has all the S.H.I.E.L.D. secrets. He knows what probably only one other person knows how to do, Ross, but since the actor died and they may not use the character again, not confirmed, Fury's it. So he knows how to give people powers due to S.H.I.E.L.D. secrets. That is what the Skrulls are after. Enter Super Skrulls, which could lead right into Fantastic Four, or more likely, the Marvels. Hope Mm. that clears it up, Andre. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he had just mentioned that his theory was that uh, they would be, uh, the the, the Skrulls were going to be after powers. Like, that was going to be their whole thing, was that they're after powers and trying to turn turn from regular scrolls into super scrolls and right like yeah the thing that kind of makes sense about this is we've had a you know it, it's earth there's been a large like sort of proliferation of powers on earth over the last decade and so like maybe they're seeing all this and going like okay right, especially with mutants arriving it's like mutants like all these superheroes gods like whatever hulks like what is happening here and and maybe they would come to earth to figure out like how to get powers yeah yeah maybe maybe the power broker could get involved i I think power broker absolutely could fit in this show well especially if that's part of the plot you mean into uh secret invasion yeah 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 oh absolutely like secret invasion is straight up and down all up entirely in power broker's wheelhouse yeah because it's it's espionage it's spy Mm -hmm. it's you know it's it's that 
it's that danger in plain sight kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Very much, as we said uh, when we watched the trailer, has the Winter Soldier feel. And so Sharon Carter would fit right in. Alex Reigns sent us uh, a message saying, Hello, my fanda. Sorry. Hello, my fellow panda nerd babies. <laughs> Been a listener since Infinity War, and this is my very first time writing into the show, so thankful for you guys. Oh, wow. Uh, I have a crazy theory about Phase Six's Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. So when Wanda became the Scarlet Witch back in WandaVision, she was warned by Agatha that she was either destined to rule the world or to destroy it. This prophecy was later reiterated in Mom. Then in Loki, he who remains his whole mission of paving the way for Loki and Sylvie to the mansion was based on either being murdered and destroying the multiverse or having them take over the TVA and run things. What if Wanda's destiny is to save the universe and multiverse by being the one in charge of the timeline like he who remains was? This would put a stop to the multiversal war and allow Wanda the chance to live in her own hex, happy and with the created versions of the ones that she loves. Anyway, time will tell where we go in this next phase and beyond. Thanks for all the content. Love you 3001. Interesting. Hmm. I, I mean, like, she is the character that is probably powerful enough to sit on that throne. Um, and I could totally, you know, we talked about if she's gone, she's going to be gone for a while, but like, she's, I, we, we all think she's coming back eventually. So, uh, yeah. What if she does like, you know, come in during secret wars or like somehow, you know, is revived or whatever, or she's like birthed out of the 838 version where she like left a seat of her brain or something like that. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Like. Because she she was she spent so long in that body like she left some power behind or whatever yeah or left like you know like her personality is still residing somehow some shadow of her personality is residing inside of her yeah like um, a backup copy yeah yeah and then like yeah we're just writing a movie right now but like uh, you know so the yeah t- you could totally see uh, some version of Scarlet Witch arriving to like take down Kang finally and just like demolishing him and that's the thing is like. Uh, Ashley keeps saying they're taking all the toys off the board. They they keep removing very powered people so that, you know, Kang can be a real threat. And one of the things that you could say about that is that, like, Kang has engineered the timeline or has chosen a point in the timeline where all of the pieces are off the board. All the big powerful pieces like Doctor Strange, Hulk, everybody's off Earth and Kang shows up to do something, you know. Because he, he he sees yeah. it as a perfectly weak moment, um, but how do you end that? Except like a Lord of the Rings style coming over the mountain, the 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 forces that you forgot about because they mentioned them three chapters ago and haven't mentioned them since, like coming over the mountaintop and like, oh, those guys, right? They're here to save the day. Yeah, you look know? to the east. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would give her a redemption arc. Would be kind of cool. It could. It could. We. Uh, it would be neat. Um, that you know, saying that Kang has picked a specific point in time to uh, to kind of enact his plan kind of falls right in line with the way that the Young Avengers came about yeah. in uh, in the comics because it was right after the events of Avengers disassembled, mm-hmm. um, and Wanda had just like obliterated the team, like the the team, like the mansion was destroyed or part of the mansion was destroyed, uh, and. 
like people were killed. Like it was a whole big thing where like everything was bad. Nobody, none of the Avengers wanted to be on the team anymore. It was just, it was a bad situation. And like, that is perfect for some, you know, a perfect situation for somebody like a Kang or a Zemo or, you know, somebody really bad to, to put a plan into action that can no longer be stopped because there's no team to, to stop him. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's when Iron Lad showed up and, you know, collected his team of, uh, of Wiccan and Hulkling and like all of these other, like all these young Avengers, all these young people that were going to do those good things and, and be the heroes that the, the adults could no longer be. And, oh man, we're, we're, we're heading that way. We're, we're absolutely yeah. heading that way. We're, we're heading it for a Avengers. long time, but yeah, Young Avengers seems pretty likely. And obviously Kang is very likely. Yeah. Yeah. I just, oh man, I can't wait for Iron Lad. Like I'm so looking forward to Iron Lad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and the storyline of, I, I, I won't really spoil it here. We, I think we've talked about it before, but just cause it's so close in case people forgotten, I'll let them forget. But the story of Iron Lad from that Young Avengers run that we covered years ago uh, is such a cool, is such a cool story, and I can totally see them adapting that. Uh, yeah, to what's coming. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Next up, Angel Capel said, "I'm new to podcasts, and it didn't take long to find the Stranded Panda Network. It's all I listen to now." Aww. I used to listen to music at work and when relaxing, but it makes me too emotional now after losing my husband. Uh, I love having people to nerd out with again. Uh, I find parts of myself in different casters the same way Miss Marvel speaks to all of you. Uh, Matthew Fox shares my sense of justice. Ashley shares my darker side. <laughs> Jeff, my full-on nerd. And Matthew Carroll, my love of music, which I hope to enjoy soon without all the emotional baggage. Mm. Thanks for helping me through a tough time. Latest gate is Love You 3000, Angel. Angel, that is so sweet. That is so, so sweet. Why are you just... Why you gotta hurt my emotions like that? <laughs> By hurt, you just mean awaken? You mean like, chi- yeah. put a chisel to your stone heart for a second? <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> How dare you, first off. <laughs> and uh, we, for Angel, we love you. We're so sorry you're uh, going through that hard time. Um, that's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Write in more. Yeah. We will be here for you. If you haven't gone to the Stranded Panda chat yet, please go over there on Facebook, like, People just hang out, and it's nice to just meet other n- nice nerds, and we try to keep it pretty kind in that group. So, um, yeah, yeah, come come join it us. Join the pinch chat on Facebook. It's the healing embarrassment. Mm-hmm. The embarrassment. <laughs> yep. For people that don't know, an embarrassment is the name for a group of pandas. Yes. I feel like we've we've been down this road enough times, but you never know. There's always yeah, oh, a new yeah. listener on every episode. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's somebody's first episode, and yes, we well and. If you want to go further than that, we call ourselves pandas because we're the Stranded Panda Network. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the pod the, the the we're an embarrassment of pandas. I, I, I who is it that found that out? Who figured that out? Do you remember? Oh, I, I don't remember at all. Uh, it's been somebody years. We were doing an after dark, and somebody came with that information. It was awesome. Um, if that was you, please let us know because I feel bad now because it was one of our friends. Yeah, like, and I, I want to cite. I want to cite you and thank you for that. Yeah, so publicly. Good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next up, Jenna M sent us an email. Hi there to everyone involved in the production of this amazing podcast. I have never written an e- a fan email before. 
I almost said I've never written an email before. <laughs> <laughs> Brand new territory. I just got the internet. You guys are the first thing I found. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to your podcast. I listened to six episodes of your podcast, and now I'm forming my first email. <laughs> I never <laughs> thought that this would happen to me. <laughs> you are all that I know of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, 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 Jenna. <laughs> I have a feeling that she's one. writing a very sweet email, and we're uh, making fun of her before we even hear it. I apologize, Jenna. You're the best. Well, I mean, technically, we're not making fun of her. We're making fun of my inability to read appropriately sometimes, oh, yeah. or oh, how know. my brain works. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so Jenna actually says, I've never written a fan email before, but here goes. I have just booked tickets to see Doctor Strange, and I cannot contain my excitement. My life has recently gone through a huge change. I'm now living far away from all my family and friends in a completely new city. I'm slowly starting to form new friendships, but no Marvel fans as of yet. And no one that I would be able to go and see Doctor Strange with. Insert sad violin music here. However... Listening to all the feedback episodes and all the trailer breakdowns has made me so hyped that I knew I had to go despite being by myself. However, I don't feel alone. I feel like everyone listening to this podcast is seeing this movie and enjoying the storytelling of the MCU together, and I cannot tell you how grateful I am for that. This podcast has made me feel not so alone, and I just can't wait for the movie. On an extra note, I have always really felt embarrassed. <laughs> See, Embarrassment. The, yeah, she's a she's a panda after all. She's one of us. Um, one of us. One of us. Jenna says, "I've I've always felt really embarrassed and shy about being a girl growing up loving Marvel and comics. Whilst all the guys are fantastic hosts, hearing Ashley, Melissa, and the other gals being so enthusiastic and geeking out around this amazing content just gives me so much confidence in being more open about that part of myself too." So thank you for that. Love you all 3,000 and an extra cheeseburger. (laughs) Enjoy the multiverse of madness when it comes, Jenna. One extra American cheeseburger. One American cheeseburger. (laughs) Now I'm hungry. (laughs) Jenna, that is so sweet. First off, I can't believe this email has been sitting in our email box for so long and I didn't get a chance to read it yet. Uh, It's because this was from Doctor Strange. Um, Yeah. But uh, this is that's Matt's fault. Well, it's the the fault of not. We've had so many shows. We haven't done a random feedback episode in a while. That's fair. And when they're not as relevant, are you trying to tell Jenna that she's not relevant, Matt? Well, how it, rude! We, we missed it so long. It's my fault, not hers. She's <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, I really, really appreciate you, Jenna. Jenna, what what part of the world did you move to where you're all alone? Yeah, there's there are pandas, pandas there. out there. Like we we can unite. We <laughs> are true. many. We are legion. <laughs> <laughs> We are embarrassment. It's true. It's true. I've I've gotten to meet up with pandas in like a lot of the cities I've gone to now. It's super fun and weird. Uh, you had one that just like randomly appeared at a bar that you were playing at. Yeah, that was really strange because they did not come there to see me. They just saw me on stage and were like, "Are you that Matt Carroll?" <laughs> I was like, "I am that Matt Carroll." Crazy. Oddly enough, am in fact. Um, yeah, that's nuts, man. Uh, well, Jenna, uh, I'm so sorry you're out there alone, but we we will continue to be your ear friends, and uh, and your hopefully, 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 even even more more than that, friends at some time. Um, yeah, come Don't ha- make it I, weird, like, Matt. just like we said. <laughs> sorry, I, I didn't mean to hit on you, Jenna. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh, and I love what she said about 
Ashley and Melissa and everybody, all the ladies, um, Haley oh, yeah. and everybody who's been on the show, um, and Karen, uh, all those uh, people who've been on the show uh, of the female persuasion. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they, they really persuasion? added a lot. We, we've just, you know, me and you started this show as two guys who'd never done a podcast before, and we did it for like five years, just kind of just very insular, just the two of us doing the thing. Um, and then, uh, you know, around, around COVID time, we got to meet so many new people and we were all stuck on the internet together. And I, it's been great having Ashley as such a consistent part of the show. And it just like gives a voice as she's, as Jenna says here to, uh, something we didn't have on the show before. And it wasn't, it wasn't deliberately not having it, but like, just because it was just us two that started this podcast, you know? Yeah. It was just missing because we hadn't fought to go and find somebody yet. Well, and literally, uh, Ashley, Ashley found us and was like, I yeah, want to be on the show. Yeah. yeah, she forced her way in. We joke about it, but it totally it was like, she emails like, I want to be on. I want to be on the show. I want to be on the show. Let me, let, let me come up and talk to, <laughs> let me talk, talk to you about guys. things. <laughs> uh, and she did. And it was awesome. And uh, it's, it's really has, um, it enhanced even like what we think of as this show. It used to just be, this is the Matt and Jeff, like talk about Marvel show. And honestly, like, then we started really incorporating more and more fan feedback and more and more, uh, more and more guest hosts and stuff. And it's just been, you know, a much broader conversation. And I, it's super yeah. rad. So Jenna, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, I think that in incorporating the, um, the, the, the other people and the, you know, the more frequent guest people, the guest slots and whatnot, like that sort of thing has given me, uh, a group of friends that, I honestly never could have imagined having mm-hmm. because yeah. like there's a group of people that, you know, I mean, there are several groups in, in my Facebook messenger that are like, these are groups of people that I very much value the opinions of. And mm-hmm. like when something great happens to me, I'm going straight to them to be like, Hey guys, guess what? Or if, you know, something is going wrong, like, Hey guys, I need, con- I need consoling. Like I turn to them. Like I would turn to my best friend since, you know, middle school. Yeah. And that's all because like we did we came together in that in that global time of need and we found that common ground and then found like oh snap there's a lot more common ground than we thought. These are actually really great friends now. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um and I know we've talked about this a lot over the over the last 2 or 3 years. Um so I, some of some of some of the listeners are probably like I just want to hear you guys talk about Marvel. Stop talking about all your friends, but like, <laughs> yeah, quit talking about the love that you have for me. It's weird. <laughs> I just really appreciate that. Uh, um, yeah, like Ashley and Melissa and Haley and and Brian and I'm gonna forget somebody and be and be rude, but Jay Scotty and Zoo and um, you know uh, uh, Matthew you said, Fox. You said his name wrong. It's Zoo. Zoo! <laughs> to lean back from the mic as you go. Oh yeah, you got to. You're gonna blow something out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody uh, out there in the stranded panda, um, stranded panda stuff. Uh, Bill Bria and Andrew Rogers, which I've barely podcasted with, but very appreciative of them being around, um, doing shows that I'm not really on. Um, yeah, I've podcasted with Bill once. Is that? Is That's that Ashley's, Ashley's Bill and Ashley's French? Terror Theater. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I haven't talked to Bill at all, and I, I'm kind of excited to to uh, get to know a, a brain that um, macabre because I, I like macabre people. Macabre people are are fun. 
the macabre is is part of it. I think Ashley's more of that than maybe even he is. That's why I like her so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's why we get along so well. Bill is like a super, uh, like sort of encyclopedic, like movie history buff, and uh, particularly in horror. But like he just knows a lot about, like when we on Bingers we covered The Exorcist, which you should go to Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater. They dropped that. They re They re-released that episode as a um, Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater episode this week. Or they are. I think it yeah, dropped today. Nice. So go to go to Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater. I'm a guest host this week. Or I'm a guest this week, I guess. Um they, <laughs> they it was it was sort of the proto Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater because they did um we did that on Bingers and then I was like, Why do you not do a horror podcast? You guys are great at this. Like you guys love yeah. this stuff so much and you know so much about it. Like you'd be a wonderful team to do this. And so it's kinda like went, a pilot. Yeah, yeah, it kinda is like it, <laughs> Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater is a spin off of Bingers Assemble. <laughs> <laughs> this is a backdoor pilot. <laughs> All right, let's hit let's hit two or three more uh so we can get through a few more. Yep, but definitely sorry. go check out Bill and Ashley's Hair Theater. I'm on there. I'm on there. It's me. We talk about it's the Exorcist. Me. You don't even have to have seen it lately. It's just like a weird that we talk about that we talk about a ton of Exorcist stuff. All right, so we got Jess Dinald sending us a, uh, a message. Hello, I have a connection slash theory that's been floating around my head for a while, and I would like to see what you all think. Last summer, Black Panther Wakanda Forever did some filming at MIT. In the comics, Riri Williams is a student there, so I'm sure that's part of what was filmed. Recently, Zendaya and Tom Holland have been seen in the Boston area for something that she is filming. How great would it be to have MJ and Ned in the background of one of the MIT scenes or like a post-credit? This could also be an easy way to connect some of the these gener- these next generation heroes. Uh, I'm sure Riri could use you know some guys in the chair like Ned and MJ. I haven't seen anyone make this MIT connection yet, but I know there's still a lot of time to speculate before Black Panther Two. Thanks for a great podcast. I appreciate everyone's dedication to sharing their enthusiasm. Jess. And Jess, when you wrote this email, there was a lot of time to speculate about Black Panther 2. Now there is very little time to speculate. About we have Panther about a 2. month. <laughs> but you got it in under the wire. And I, you're right. I've not heard that theory anywhere, but it yeah, totally like makes it. sense. Yeah. I like I, that a lot. Like, I give me it. more of Ned and MJ, especially mm-hmm. being at, you know, at MIT. It'd be really interesting if they were like, became part of Riri's sort of team, because it'd be like, they don't remember being a part of Peter's team. <laughs> So it'd be like, they start doing that. It's just because it's like their natural thing and they sort of fall into it. And maybe that sort of jogs their memory or something, you know? Like maybe Ooh, yeah, like, it starts to unlock this, things. Yeah, this feels really familiar. This feels very comfortable to be a guy in the <laughs> I feel chair. Like I've done you know? this before. Yeah. Or like if Ned, Ned leans back, it's like, guy in the chair. And then he's like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember <laughs> something. I'm remembering something. He just remembers <laughs> back at all the times he sat in chairs. Yeah, all of the times he's played musical chairs, mm-hmm. sat in yep. chairs, school. Yep, <laughs> all the chairs, all chair things, all chair related, chair based things come flooding yeah. back. <laughs> and he's like, eh, "Guess it was nothing." <laughs> I, man, I sit a lot. I should stand. <laughs> <laughs> and that enacts his like fitness. He gets a standing desk and starts losing a lot of weight because he's actually just moving. Yeah. And then he becomes the villain he's always meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. We, we found it. We found the turn. Yep. yep, we did. 
All right. Uh, Nick Butterworth sent us an email. Hey, all. First time writing in. I've been listening to you guys since WandaVision, like a lot of people, it seems, and have become addicted to this podcast. All right. So theory time. What if the events that we have seen in Eternals and Moon Knight have actually happened in a different universe to the rest of the MCU? It could potentially explain why none of the other heroes have shown up in either of these productions, even though some real crazy things have happened, like the turning back of the sky or the huge celestial sticking out of the ocean. I haven't watched Eternals since just after it came to Disney+, Plus, but I don't distinctly remember many, if any, references to the current batch of superheroes or villains, other than Thanos and Superman DC crossover. <laughs> this new universe could house the, the new Midnight Suns team and house all of Marvel's more supernatural, maybe even more mature material. That way, the current MCU that we all love can stay the more family-friendly way that it has been, and Ashley can still get the horror she so desires. I know mm. it's a stretch, but I would love your feedback on it. Thanks all. Laters, gators. Well, we now know because of She-Hulk, at yep. least if She-Hulk, if the She-Hulk Easter egg was correct, <laughs> that the Eternals happens in the same universe as uh, as this. And I guess this is yeah. loose. This is loose, but you could say that in Moon Knight, the reference to Wakanda uh, and and the afterlife, but that could be a different afterlife from a different universe. Suppose I suppose so. That doesn't really directly well, I mean, connect. Tara did say, you know, the astral plane. Just talking about, yeah, yeah, you know, the the Wakandan one, and like that seems. I don't know. We've only ever seen one version of that, so yeah. So we can assume it's that version. We can assume it's that one, but you know what happens when you assume. You could make the case that every version of Wakanda. Or every version of Earth has an astral plane, um, and so oh, yeah. that's not like really a good. Yeah, it's not really good evidence. But like, I, uh, I like, I do think that it is very possible that we are going to get some sort of multiverse shenanigans pulled over our eyes at some point because, because um, we're in the it, multiverse arc. Yeah, it's the multiverse saga. Um, we are going to get something. I think Fantastic Four. Because they're saying it's supposed to be pretty closely tied to Secret Wars, I think it's pretty likely that Fantastic Four is starting in a different universe, yeah. um, even if all these others are not. I'm trying to think, did Moon Knight have any references to the MCU at all? Moon Knight did not, other than the Astral Plane. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's like any small like you know avengers easter egg or something or someone mentions the incident or whatever um but i guess i can't think of anything yeah no i can't think of any mm. so oh no, yeah, i gotta watch all the moon night again oh no oh no twist my arm <laughs> it is very possible that moon knight um could e easily exist in a different universe but um mm. yeah i i just don't know I, like it may I, it's definitely possible I don't like it though. Like I want everything to be in the same universe, but I know we're in the multiverse saga, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> it kind of hurts continuity almost. Like it, it doesn't mm -hmm. actually hurt continuity, but like no. it sort of it makes things less impactful. Right. Cuz like when you have the ability to just go snag somebody from a different universe like, "Oh, we need a replacement for you know, whatever." Like Yeah. Well, I mean, we see Doctor Strange die 
in the first like three minutes of multiverse of madness you know it's like literally that like yeah that's the thing it's like and you know, oh no that's not our doctor strange like if you're not paying close attention hashtag we, you not know, my doctor strange <laughs> yeah which we are we're like watching all the trailers we knew that was defender strange or whatever but like yep if you're not paying close attention you're like oh no doctor strange died and then you're like oh he's back but like you can see the casual watcher being like oh my gosh they, did they just kill doctor strange in the first three minutes of doctor strange and then you're like oh i see what's going on here like yeah. it, it gives you that feeling of death not mattering well i mean they they kill him yes but like immediately doctor strange from 616 or you know right. whatever like wakes up and is like oh god i, I, I oh, was true. dreaming that's true so, like, he thinks it's a dream yeah you're you're right you're right so like it it kind of eases that a little bit yeah that's although true. i'm i love that they did what they did with defender strange and like the zombie version me too because i have one of the best pops now that i've ever acquired anywhere <laughs> it is dead strange Mm. it's zombie strange basically with the the cloak of souls that <gasps> that allows him to fly like oh it's so good that's awesome that's really really awesome i love that i would pop like to see so that much <laughs> i would like to see that pop i pre-ordered that as soon as i saw that it was available i was like oh my god give me it <laughs> <laughs> love it all right, next up we got Robert Amoir on sent us an email. Hi, pandas. There was a discussion a while ago on the significance behind Morgan Stark's I Love You 3000 and why she chose to say that specifically over literally anything else imaginable. I meant to send in my own thoughts at the time, but life happened and now it's almost June. Oops. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's almost <laughs> October now. Well, we took a while to answer it, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, part of the course. <laughs> Uh, hopefully this can still spark some fun thoughts, is what Robert continues. Uh, I believe that Marvel, being as thorough in their research as they are, used the number 3000 on purpose. There exists a workout-slash-therapy machine called the Iron Man Inversion Table Gravity 3000, or wow. more commonly called the Iron Man 3000 Inversion Table. I don't know exactly when this was first produced, but I have found commercials on YouTube that date to 2016, which would be around the time that they were in the creative process for Endgame. Coincidence? I think not! My friends and I mm -hmm. are enjoying the podcast and the draft, and we're excited for all the content to come in 2022. Keep up the great work. Mm. Well, Robert, uh, I think you're going a little too deep there. That is a deep reference to a workout machine. I mean, it is called the Iron Man 3000. I, I see where he would get that. Well, Iron Man's <laughs> the company. Iron Man's the name of the company. and they, Right. Like, they made they watches and, and whatnot, and, like, it, it, that's a whole thing. But, like, 3,000 is the number of minutes that mm -hmm. were in the MCU once Endgame completed. Wasn't like, it including Spider-Man? Was it including Spider-Man? I think it was the entirety of Phase 3. One yeah, Phases three, 1 through 3. Which I think ended with Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Okay. Phases 1 through 3 had 3,000 total minutes of, of playtime. Which is content. an insane thing to do. An insane yeah. thing to do to be like, okay, well, I guess we better make our runtime one hour and whatever, you know, like for, for yeah. <laughs> this next movie better be this long to make our, our movies exactly 3000 minutes long. Well, yeah, that's why they made, uh, <laughs> that's why they made sure that Endgame was three hours and one minute long. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like, love you 299 or 2999 just doesn't quite get there. 
Yeah, and Spider-Man swings through. and Yeah, then it's Miguel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, comics joke. All the deep cuts. Yeah, uh, that, that reference was almost as, uh, as, as much of a stretch as this Iron Man machine. <laughs> gotcha, ah, Robert. I got it. I totally get why you would go there, especially if you like have experienced that machine. But I do think, and may I could I could imagine now. We'll see. Now oh, see, it was it was it was already out when they were producing the movie. I was going to say I could totally see a company being like, we we are called Iron Man. We could make this next <laughs> model of the three thousand and like get all the Marvel people enjoying it. But uh, yeah, it sounds like the the thing existed before the movie was out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man i I've got I've got an inversion table made by. The Iron Man company. Yeah. But, and I was like, is that what mine is? Like, no, mine's, mine's the 5,000. Alyssa always told me she would never use an inversion table after she was an occupational therapist, you know? Yeah. Uh, because she saw a lot of people, apparently people will hang upside down from their inversion tables and then they don't do a good job of like locking their legs in or whatever. I guess you're supposed to like strap your legs in and stuff, but a lot of people just like hop on and dangle, uh, she, and it doesn't seem like it's that far, but if you fall on your head from like one foot above the ground, it can like really mess you up. And she's seen like a bunch of spinal cord injuries of people falling off inversion tables. So if you have an inversion tables, stra- take the time, take the time, strap in, lock it in, <laughs> lock it in, baby. <laughs> I make sure on mine to like really like wrench down on the, the thing because it's a it's like a ratcheting thing to, to lock your feet in for okay. mine at least. So like I make sure to like really like. Ugh, like force it down yeah. on there good and uh then it cuts off circulation in my feet and that's mm. then you get the hot dog finger situation yeah i really like that oh. hot dog finger situation it was the worst i don't know <laughs> did i tell that on the podcast or just in that video uh probably just in the video yeah like we did there's a video of me wearing i was loki from a universe we were at dragon con and i was loki from a universe where uh, humans develop hot dogs for fingers. If you get that reference, I love you. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was a very fun little costume. So I, I ordered hot dog fingers. If you don't know what that is, go watch everything everywhere all at once. But I pulled on the gloves and they were tight. Okay, I say that. I pulled on the gloves. I pulled on one glove and then I was like, I can't pull on this other glove because my hands are hot dog fingers. So we started trying to pull it on. And we couldn't pull it on. And I thought it was just maybe because, like, no one else was angling it right. Like, I don't know. My hands couldn't get in there. I was angled weird. I don't know. Uh, it turns out it was because my left hand is way bigger than my right hand. And my left hand cut off circulation so bad that, like, I pulled the glove off after wearing the fingers, this glove, for, like, 20 minutes. And my hand did not recover feeling for a while. I was like, please come back. Please come back, <laughs> fingers. I- I need these. I need these to work. Yeah. This is kind I of do. my livelihood. I really, really do. Um, but no, I, to the point of uh, Robert, though, I do, even the 3,000 minutes thing, I think it's pretty likely they did that on purpose. But like, even that could just be a like interpretation of this whole Oh, yeah, 3, it could just be thing. us reading into it too much and, you know, yeah. whatever else. But uh, I like to think that it's very self-referential rather than being related to an inversion table. <laughs> it does seem as, like a weird thing to reference. As, as much like, as I love my inversion table. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as you love your Marvel. Yeah, I don't I don't think I love it as much as I love my MCU. Yeah. So don't get your inversion table peanut butter in my MCU chocolate. Or 
whatever it is. You put your inversion table peanut butter wherever you want, bud. <laughs> Sorry, was that weird? Uh, until next time, <laughs> Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.